The thing with having you back in the same city for a while, Chris, is obviously there's just that huge temptation every time uh, that we get together to record to to just have a social hangout and like a close friends catch up and just talk about how each other's lives are going instead of recording. So Maybe for you. So what I'm saying, listeners, is uh, you should really value the fact that we even turn the mics on. Um, what I'm trying here, Chris, is uh, it's like I've been, I understand from entrepreneurial culture that if you present yourself as being high value, then people will treat you as high value. Um, that's not just entrepreneurial culture. That's well, is that where you got the information from? Because that's the culture that you consume. There's, it's you know, grindset.com is where uh-huh. I spend most of my time. I bring it up on my desktop computer by opening the web browser. I saw a really expensive psychologist, and they said to me, um, you know, that there's all these studies that show that if you just charge more for something, people perceive it to be of much higher value. And I realized after a few sessions, I was like, this guy's no good at all. But he's, I just picked him because he was so expensive and I was so troubled. <laughs> he's like, you need to go. It bankrupt me. You need to go see the expensive clown, Pagliacci. Yeah. Yeah. He costs so much. Maybe uh, for you. <laughs> maybe for me. Uh, Pagliacci. Um, so, uh, did you have any thoughts about what to do today or should I go to the auxiliary phone list you know i had i had one in mind but uh, as always they, they they slip out um oh it was a good one too well i mean look uh, I, I don't want to determine what's a good one what, what, you, you've always got um i do always have a list of running ideas on my phone yeah uh let's see what's uh gotten to the top of it laziness uh trust is up there at the moment um sitting uh i've brought up a few times lately other ones that sitting I- yeah. Let's do it. We're currently seated. Yeah. Whoa. Maybe you are too. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion. This lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion. Rank ideas. Take them to the bank ideas. Welcome, listeners, to the Rank Ideas podcast. It's the best podcast in the world. That's because it's the only podcast that has Chris, Andrea, and Nick Deladovic together. That already qualifies it, but it gets even better than that because what we're doing is we're on a mission to rank every idea in order from best to worst uh, on a never-ending journey. We fill up this podcast with a bit of discussion. I thought you were going to sing Never-Ending Story. Oh, that's a good one too. Wait a a minute. Two guys chatting about things. Gonna rank. What what did we say we were gonna rank? Gonna (laughs) rank sitting on the podcast here today. Then we'll put on on the list relative to the other ideas that we've ranked. Ah, Ideas we doth rank. Do you think theme songs in that way have gone out? Like... Um, where it's kind of discussing, well, I guess that that one's kind of in the middle because then you have your '90s phenomenon about like rap, where you have a rap single yeah. th- that literally tells the story of yeah. the of the plot. So like, like from the nanny, for example. From the yeah, but also like movies as well. So like oh. uh, like there's a, like the Ninja Turtles movie had like a rap that's like the whole plot of the movie. Oh, that's good. Men in Black and um, yeah. had a similar thing. Adam, the first Adam Sandler movie had Wild the Wild West movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so yes, I think deliberately, I would like, I mean, I would like every film from history to have a rap single that told the entire plot of the film. 
Schindler's List. That's a, a podcast like, idea. Mm, mm, probably, probably there's someone out there doing it as a YouTube channel. That's you good. Should, you should subscribe to them. Yeah, they're um, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whoever they, I watch it religiously. Whoever they presumably are. Um, and while watching it, I'm always sitting. Every time you bring it back. Nick, how do you think, define sitting? Um, it's, uh, th- Go on, stuff this one up. <laughs> <laughs> so specifically sitting is um, having a basic... Uh, bent at the hips, like broken at the hips, oh, yeah. um, but still relatively upright um, position of being supported by a, a seat or chair or something uh, in that something of that ilk. No, you can sit on the ground. What are you, you talking can, about? You can definitely sit on the ground. So I think the, but also, but in that, but you're using the ground oh, okay. um, in a very specific fashion as opposed to. I mean, I almost is. Got me. I almost want to um, define it more in the negative of being like as someone who. Uh, Define for us everything that isn't sitting. Exactly. Lying down, standing up. Yeah. We got it. That's it. Okay. Um, But yeah, I think for me, I think the kind of like the, like the um, broken angle, like the bent angle at the hips, um, but with the chest and back relatively upright in space um, feels like the deal breaker to me. Cause I feel like the legs can be in a bunch of positions everywhere from cross-legged to um, kind of right angle to straight. But I feel like the torso being kind of up, even if supported by a backrest, um, it's either it's either up because it's supported by a backrest, or you're just holding it up yourself. Sitting's one of those really good ones, like um, sleep or eating, where the longer you go without doing it, doing it is like a massive multiplier. You know, well, like if you have, if you have to work a job where you're on your feet all day. This is this is the interesting thing in terms of how I'm placed because mm-hmm. like. The reason I'm putting I put it on here is because I'm someone yeah. who is relatively anti-sitting at all. Yeah, well, I don't I don't do much. Like, but again, because I'm not thinking about it as the. This is the thing I think. This is why I think it's an interesting idea to unpack. I, like I think in society, it's often posited the way you're positing it as the kind of opposite, as the opposite of standing up. Whereas I think of it as the as as a horrific liminal state between standing up and lying down. Horrific. Yeah. Oh, I like it. It's not good. I like it. I mean, I'm currently uncomfortable and sitting. We're in chairs. We're in hardback chairs. Yeah, hardback chairs. And I have to slouch down to reach the mic and I don't feel good about it. And there are, there's a judgment that with, there's a general judgment we've done that this is the better way to do the task that we're doing, which is speaking into microphones. And, and normally we don't do it like this in like, sorry, when left to our own our full space, spatial autonomy, which is when we do it in your apartment room, yeah. we, we both lie down. Yeah. I'm, I kind of chill out on the bed and you know, I, I'm, and I'm always getting in trouble from in basically any situation for sitting incorrectly, as in like for lying down or like yeah. slouching or. Whereas, whereas I, mm. that was my childhood, and what I've done aggressively as an adult is um, just like do everything I can to normalize lying down or standing up in spaces where sitting would be a convention. So, on Zoom, like I will lie down on Zoom calls mm-hmm. like aggressively. Obviously, I'm fortunate I work in the arts. Um, I will step, I will. You were lying down when you played the song in my album video yep. that you made. That's yep. right. Um, I, at the gym where I work, I will obviously walk around a lot, but I will also aggressively lean on things and I will lie down. I will lie completely down while working with clients. Well, look, I've just, I was, I, I, I realize now that I drunk the Kool-Aid and have been indoctrinated to the idea, to the idea of sitting as like a rest, but sitting is total trash and um I've, you've completely you've completely flipped me because uh, yeah uh, you know I'm, I, I mean, even imagine you know a situation where you know we're in a lot of arts practices where you um 
get together in a group and, you know, throw around ideas that are, while your bodies don't need to be doing anything in particular. And it's always like sit on the floor in a circle or something, but it's never good. You're always like, I, yeah, it always devolves to lying down basically as much as you're able to. Exactly. Oh and man, it's a hellish state. It's horrific. And, and, um, gold class cinema, that's, Gets you from sitting to lying down. Yeah. That's almost the only difference. The whole point. Like, they bring you food and, yeah. you, and you can basically lie. The same with planes. You get your, you go from mm-hmm. economy trash sitting class to lying down class. Every Trains. Step, every step towards luxury is a step towards- Away uh, from sitting. Towards proneness on your back. Would you rather stand than sit? I would. I, I would and I do. Again, I, I like, again, because I, I worked in hospitality for the first um, 15 years of my life. So, this was one of my zones into it because obviously that meant I was working on my feet most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not. I that, didn't know that. Yeah, it's not that I didn't. It's not that I was consciously loving uh, being on my feet all day, but I noticed. It's okay. At a certain point, I noticed that there was a different, like there was an advantage difference I was having over contemporaries of mine who had then who would ten. 10 plus years into sitting jobs. The other, th- obviously the other thing, the other thing at play is that I working as a, as a gym trainer and having people come in and be doing productive work with me or, you know, like edifying work on their bodies and just the hugest drag factor for most of them, uh, in terms of what we're working against is the, is the eight hour, eight hour act of sitting. And I feel like the thing that is often I feel obviously there is a counter narrative. There's an counterinsurgency, a mild one within office jobs of like, you know, there's your standing desks or just there's yeah. the drive to have comfy chairs, but really. Still, it's about stat- very static still. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing, like for me being able to, being able to pace around, being able to fidget, mm. being able to, and, or just being able to lie down. I mean, this is the thing, like I had a, I had a moment, <laughs> a kind of Damascus moment when I was at PT school uh, doing my. Um, was that in Damascus? Yes. Uh, the home of physical fitness. Um, when, um, yeah, we would, when I was doing my woefully, uh, threadbare, um, certificate for course in personal training, there was a day where one of the, the teachers who was also working live in a gym was talking about just the basic idea of professionalism. And it's like, oh, well, I was in a, I was in a gym the other day and, um, you know, the, the PT was putting someone through a session and they were just leaning against the wall. They weren't like... They weren't, phys- you know, they weren't up. They they weren't high energy. They weren't engaged or in the person's face. Like they weren't. They weren't. Um, she's like, I'll sometimes, I'll I'll do the moves with them, kind of thing. And it wasn't about. <laughs> it wasn't about um, like PTs who really are like physically dynamic themselves during a session. Um, if that's authentic to them, is all well and good for me. But in that moment, I just went. I remember just being like, man, I cannot wait to get into this industry and just normalize leaning against the wall while I'm just while I'm perfectly adequate. That sounds to me like it's got a lot more to do with your sort of resistant obnoxiousness than um, contrarian nature. Possibly, yeah. Than than uh, like I wasn't hearing a through line that was like, well, it's actually really important to lean on the wall because. <laughs> well, what it, I guess what it occurred to me is I'm I'm just like, well, what so is they're not important to not lean I, on the wall. I was like, what she's what she's saying that is correct um, is that you want the the client wants you to feel that you're engaged and present with them in space, mm-hmm. and I believe in that and am extremely passionate about that. Uh, that's like a personal value for me. But to me, the idea of like having this second order sort of facile version of it versus like, what if I'm just present and engaged with them in the space? Um, I bet I can do that lying down. And I like to think that I have done that across a uh, decade plus of, of um, yeah. showing. As you know, the thing that really distracts me from present with the client, client is just how great the f- internet on my phone is. But um, yeah, really I have 
part of it is this outside outsider's observation of someone who's never had to do a lot of sitting compared to other people. But then also as a kid in school, like I wasn't a particularly good student um, from a certain age on and um, there were X amount of reasons and it doesn't, it didn't, luckily it didn't really matter long-term, but um, a lot of it was just my extreme fidgetiness and uh, dis-ease around sitting in the chair. I mean, I used to swing on my chair. You know? Look, I think that like, you know, that's that's kind of hard to isolate from how um, hellishly poorly designed, the, you know, the school environment that we are all familiar with is for the well-being of, In a lot all, of, of all children and, and, and same with adult workplace for, I mean, if you think of an office space, that, that certainly doesn't suit most people. But but even even those that it does, you know, I, I don't think um, that's that's not the gold standard of what sitting has to be. This is this is the question right now. So yeah, got, but, so I, I, but I, guess, I still agree. Like, it's funny that this topic's come up because I was thinking of exactly you earlier today, and not just because we had this podcast coming up, but because I've been playing a lot of sport recently, and I'm really tight through all of my. I've been stretching a lot, but I'm still mm, tight through all of my mm. legs and hips, and um, it's because I've been sitting all day around it, and I was thinking, man, Nick's so limber. It, oh, of course, he's not sitting down all day. I, re- I really did think exactly that. So yeah, it's funny right. you brought it up. Yeah, because yeah. I've been sitting down, not because I have to, because I've been choosing to work on, um, you know, pr- I'm producing music at the moment, and I just have my setup at a desk. Mm. Um, and obviously, there are always levels to the limbiness game. Like, there are people that, I mean, a big part of the reason why I do a lot of the using it, which means I don't lose in it, um, mm. is because I'm in a normative environment where there are people who are that far that, who are beyond me again, another order of magnitude in terms of um, mobility, like mobility and the different things they can do with their bodies yeah, and right. the that they normal and that they do a lot um, compared to me. So, I mean, there's, there's a bit of a sense of like, like I don't even think of, my, of myself as being outlier in that way. Yeah. But the, but that's. You absolutely would be there. Well, it shows how, all I'm saying is it shows how much environmental standard, yeah, like in yeah. a world where everyone's sitting all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah of course. Um, but yeah, the. It's, it's always striking when you go to other cultures, like, you know, say if you go to Southeast Asia or something like that, and you see people just, everyone's squatting around, hanging out. Yeah. You know, and like people will be just cooking, like squatting with their heels yeah. flat on the ground. And, you know, I feel like probably most people on this street would struggle to even assume that position, let alone hold it for an They'd activity, pri- let alone leisurely do it. With a lot group. of people, the, a lot of people in the city where we're in would have like primal anxiousness and stress around the idea of going down into a squat. Mm. And yeah, I could see people getting into a semantic argument about whether squatting uh, down to the point where your butt is on your, on your calves and your heels would count as sitting. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to argue that it does not. For what we're talking about. Yeah, for what we're talking about. I mean, it has another word for it. It has another word for you it. you could. That's it. For a line. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a good one, I think. I think we can do, we can do the... Uh, we can draw the boundaries of what sitting is very comfortably around what is <laughs> the things that are only called sitting and are not called other things. Although I guess you know, <laughs> you can. There are there are flavors of sitting, like uh, lounging or reclining. But again, all of those, the, everything that's good about those is how close they I are. I was just thinking that. Yeah, just on like, the line towards like, lying down. Surely, I've, there's been, there have been plenty of times where I've enjoyed sitting, and all of them are like. Yeah, because you get your feet up and exactly. you get your arms out. and It's the pseudo <laughs> yeah. life. Oh, these are so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm almost there. Lounging is also, you know, even that word yeah. you know, implies something different to sitting. Um, uh, in our house, we don't sit and in our home, we don't sit and eat at a table when we eat. That's not something yeah, that interests us. Yeah, I also grew up not doing that. This is the other thing. No, I mean now. Yeah. Growing up, we did. Good. That's it. Like growing up, I, I ate all my um, – 
meals uh, mostly. I mean, sometimes we would do a family dinner at the table, but the normalized thing, because, you know, like my uh, mum was often at work at night and you know, she's essentially single parent. Like I would just do a lot of lying on my bed, watching TV, uh, eating food. So again, like. I don't think it's so great to eat horizontally. Um, As in, like, I don't enjoy it that much. It's not the comfy. It's not the comfy. Yes, mm. I will. I'll, I'll admit these days, particularly now that um, my housemate Toby has got like a really comfy couch for the lounge room. Mm. I will find. Yeah, these days, if I'm eat in the in for the actual twelve minutes that I'm like eating, you know, wolfing something down like a Wolverine as I do, I will be a little bit more sat up. Do we know much about how Wolverine eats? Yeah, I mean, you would if it. Oh no, did. I was thinking the animal, but yeah, the cat. Yeah, oh, like I, a Wolverine. But yeah, no, I mean, the, the it's interesting how I don't few, know much about Wolverines they don't, either. They don't get much. Well, yeah, they don't relate too strongly to the character. I think the comic character was basically called Wolverine on the idea that they wanted to create a character who's Canadian. Oh. Yeah, which he is. Yeah, I know more about the lineage of his creation process than what the fictional character would enjoy eating. Hmm. Circumstances where you have to sit. This is the thing, right? To counterbalance the ranking, we have to look at, okay, yeah, how, ne- yeah. how necessary is it? How yeah. often? Yeah. And then is there would there be ways to improve it? Would there be ways to make it a yeah. version of itself? So the first thing is what are, what are the things where you have to sit? Yeah, it's. I mean, they're kind of bad things anyway. Like I often my greatest dissatisfaction with everybody looking at their phones at the moment not is that is not that everyone is like necessarily occupied, but more that everybody is the interface is so gross like you you know you, you're clutching it's like a, it's like a ring of power or something like mm-hmm. whereas like once we all have augments installed across all of our bodies then, once it's just in our eye exactly then it's a heads up display. And, and and that kind of feels the same with um you know currently you have to type to produce text you know or like or you have yeah. to produce text to communicate or you know whatever yeah. it may be and a lot of these things are just functions of desk computers Yep. Um, and laptops or whatever, which have to have a flat surface to, and even then, you know, people always use them on their beds or, but even then you, you, you sort of have to be continuously bound in this, um, you know, rigid state to, to, to be productive on those tools in a particular so, way, which far is far from optimally comfortable. Yeah. Which I think has nothing to do with like the utility of like that. That's a, that's a trap of those technologies rather than, um, well, we naturally like to sit to do particular things. Yeah. Um, yeah, even then, if I picture, you know, if you, if we're sitting around, um, I don't know. I guess eyeline stuff, like being to be an audience for specific things, having a having a sort of basically like. No, nah, but I struggle with theatres. Like I'd rather, mm, like I always would rather. Um, I'm trying to. I'm be yeah, lounging. Like of course you'd rather to, be lounging. I'm trying to show. advocate myself, but yeah, yeah, I, no, I would no, still I rather. I would still rather. Um, exactly, I'd still rather be super reclined. Yesterday, I was in a band rehearsal where I was on the drums, and I hated being on the stool and sitting and doing it and kept moving around and getting away, like yeah. between every song, standing it around, walking around. seems savage to me. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But that's another tool that, and again, it doesn't have to be like that. What, what, uh, riding a bike, but it's, you're not really sitting when you're riding a bike because your core no. is engaged and you're. And I, I don't know. Well, again, I tend to, I'll often, I'll, stand. I'll, I'll pop off the seat, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, or I'll. We don't uh, want to be sitting. Sitting's kind of a trap or too much on a bike. If you sit, if you're like, my job is to sit on the seat because then every time you go up a, off a drain or whatever, big trouble. Also, it's just big putting, trouble. It's putting your hips in a pretty again, a, like sit any form of sitting for, for extended period. It's it's doing it's putting a load on your isometric load on your hip flexors that may not be that often is not. I hate optimal. this because we're currently sitting and I, f- I feel like <laughs> I'm in a prison, Nick. Um, here's the, so I guess the the second thing is um, toilets. It's bad to sit on the toilet. 
This, that's another yeah. Mm. So for so for listeners who might not be across this, there's like an entire counter like discourse counterinsurgency against the way that um, Is we sit on top. Yeah, that's there's good. a lot of like there's a big um, move movement, so to speak, yeah. of people uh, uh, doing um, like being at the very least being like, oh, you should straighten your legs in front of you. You should have your feet up as you sit on the toilet in terms of how your actual. Well, it's very funny. It's definitely yeah, <laughs> make it goofier. But also, yeah, there are a lot of people who swear by it as just a way to um, approximate uh, a, like what is considered to be a, a more natural, quote-unquote, obviously natural being right down the bottom of our list, mm. so that's a garbage frame. But I've the also felt pretty is- good about toilets because I have really long legs and they're way too low for me, so it's, mm. oops, I get that effect of the, the stool, the, the so squat, to speak, yeah. Yeah, with, without the device. Yeah, mm. I just, you know, uh, I'm just very situationist about the whole thing. But um, I have the freedom to – I can be more generous towards navigating the toilet situation because of how – it's one of the few times I have to sit in my days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like we go to the beach and sit. Like, I right. mean, yeah, you go to the beach and sit so you can chat for a minute before you lounge, well, you just before you lie down. Out, yeah. just sit. No, it's bad. There's, there's no there's, – uh, yeah, think- as you say, there's no situation where sitting isn't made superior by – because if the intention is to be relaxed, it's not yep. the util- it's not the optimal of that. If the intention is to be if if the intention is to be functional, yeah, then it's only the optimal version of that because of how we've constructed various things. And is we, that true? We haven't ranked formality. I feel like that's an interesting one. Yeah, but it's, that's only a social thing. You, it's th- only so, in exactly, my mind. There's no reason you couldn't you couldn't have uh, the optimal version of formality. It's just about the specific and the effort. Yeah. So it's it's, it's again, uh, if you really want to be formal, you could just stand. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's again, like it, you know, the, if you want to, like, if if I picture the height of formality, like, it's not like, oh goodness, I'm, you know, meeting King Charles today. I better make sure that I'm seated upright. No, you're standing and you're putting yeah. your hands by your sides and you're in That's a it. line, you know, like. That's it. And like I said, like for me, this is more subjective to me, but I really feel like my drive towards this and a a, a decade plus effort to prove to people. And again, I'm sure there are people who I know there are people who have jumped on, who know me less, who have jumped on a Zoom with me and I've been lying down on a bed, you know, with some propped up with some pillows or I've, or they've encountered me in a gym. I do all my Zoom meetings in in bed as well. Yeah. Yeah, Even though I have a desk, I moved to, yeah. Also my, you know, also my, my just normal work, like, again, I don't have to do a lot of like computer admin or Mm. spend a lot of time on computers or writing, but I do have a writing practice. Mm. And I mean, I do all of that reclined on a couch, like laid out on a couch. Oh, and, I, and just because you've brought this up, it's reminded me that I do attend, you know, meetings with like there'll be four people or whatever in the Zoom and like I'll be, you know, pillows and on a bed. And the first thing I say, like, oh, you look comfortable. And it, like yeah, as though that's not allowed. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it, like, and that's the thing. I know there yeah, are- Yeah, I am I've, comfortable. I've seen the people kind of on the on the verge of like having a, you know- An like issue. An issue and not bluffing. So I'm sure there are people talking about it behind my back and being like, this guy's a disgrace. But Maybe. Like, I don't know if they'd bother. But also they probably wouldn't. But like the, I do, I subjectively feel that I have proven a lot that I can be in a room with someone and make them feel attended to, show them my attention, uh, have a warm and engaged interaction with them without sitting, have, having to come into it in any way. My partner, Lily, if I'm lying down and she's seated- like will not like feels like I'm not talking to her or mm. listening to her mm. will, will require me to sit up strong convention mm. but maybe that's about eye line I that's the thing that's why I think that eye line I think there may be times that's that's I think there may be eye line specific situations where you know you may just have to sit up 
but at the very least it's vastly less than is normalized. And even if it's seen as a pragmatic need in some points, I feel like the evidence that doing it in high volume is bad and bad for us. Yeah, that's, so overwhelming. That's, that's People talk about it every day. They just yeah. don't they don't think about it as a thing that could be changed. What about um you know, if you climb up a hill, like it's angled, you know, downwards, sitting on a hill is pretty good. Yeah, no, I'd go with that. And there's look, there's utility in that because Sometimes you'll sit somewhere because you don't want to have all your surface area on the ground that you're on. Yeah, and this is and this is so the, it gets you out of that. It's pragmatic. So and here's and that goes on to my idea of like um, the very silly thing because people have asked me when I've talked to them about this in the past. Um, or sorry, I, do you talk about ideas away from me? Not about anything important. It just happens, it, mm. Chris. It just happened. I didn't okay. mean it. It meant nothing. Okay. <laughs> the, um, but I'm uh, just worried now. That I've started to dig. What else will I find? <laughs> Well, first thing you'll find is that uh, not only have I talked to, to people about sitting, but I've also just talked to them about chairs. Like often the joke I do to people is just saying that it's, it is unhinged that chair technology hasn't advanced uh, in any meaningful way. Like, you know, this idea that of people being like, oh, well, this chair kind of swivels and is soft. Yeah, and especially blah, blah, blah. given like it seems to be the only thing that industrial design students are working on. Exactly. Chairs. <laughs> like, and, how's and that always the standard? Is, and there is no challenge to the idea of like disrupt. And, and so, you know, people have challenged for me. It's like, well, what would you do? And, and so the, my joke response has been, well, what it would House be. House hammock. What it would be is just a little belt that you wear around and what it does is just uh, create just a, just a cushion of air like a, like a that, that molds to your body mm -hmm. and plus you just you can just sit back into space at any given time and it'll switch on and catch you. And so it would be the air is just molding. So it's, How much it's conventional like, fuel is this belt burning? Massive amounts. Yeah, good. Massive amounts. And it's very noisy <laughs> yeah. and smelly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but this is the thing. Once, for me, that's that's how deep into the thought experiment yeah. of being like, you know yeah, you need you need something that is – because obviously that's the end result of the only thing that it, people ever think about in chair innovation, which is how to mold it more to a put individual nah, body. So you, that's dumb. What you actually want to have is you want to layer everywhere where there's going to be human habitation with like strongly polarized magnets and, and then everybody just wears the – the magnet, yep. you know, you get up in the morning, you strap on your magnet thing, yep. and every time you fall back, you're suspended in the air. It just like, keeps you there, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would be so nice. It'd be so nice. And But then again, would you, would you, if you could do that, would you choose to sit on air or would you choose to lie on air? I just think it'd be nice to have your hips sort of like crunched up and like <laughs> have your back <laughs> just, in agony. <laughs> I just like, have to yeah, hunch to do anything. Like anything, the first gen version of the technology would be so injurious to so many people. <laughs> yeah. Just be like... Just like so, MD players. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, look, I think charitably we can say there are some times, there are certain situations where it's... Um, You're not going to do away with it. You're not going to do away with it, but... We'd I, like to do away with most of it. I'd like to do, I think we'd like to do away with most of it. Mm. So, I mean, that's an interesting question in terms of how a list works. Like, do you have to massively downweight something to keep it out of the... to keep it that much out of the mix, or do you just... Have to put it in the kind of well, the bar, best version bar of it, section. The best ver in you know, in keeping with our principle, the best version of sitting is one that is not um, ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. So then it's sort of like pretty fine, but yeah, is there something about sitting that makes it? Does it breed more sitting? <laughs> I mean, definitely. <laughs> it sitting. It seems to it be. definitely does because you don't have a table. You don't have a dining room table with just one chair on it. Well, as as and as Lily's, Lily's example shows, like once yeah. one person sitting oh, resent, arms, resent, arms causes them to insist that everyone else share in their misery. Oh, this is great. I also would like to mention that on the trams, you know, on modern trams, they have, and I presume this is more about space, but they 
you can sit there'll be chairs but then there's also those rows of area where it's just a padded cushion you could just stand and lean against pads yeah that is comfortable it's so nice um the really advanced ones have like a little obviously there's no it's not going to work for all heights but they have just a little bump divot in the middle of it yeah yeah yeah. like you can really make the most of the lean i am surprised as, as an adult that there aren't more hammocks in our society seriously like it feels like Hammocks are like Velcro. They're one of the ones where I'm like, why didn't this just become more like the yes, norm? Yeah, it's a thing, but why isn't it like super? Thin? Yeah, like why are they building park benches and not park hammocks? Exactly. I mean, I guess some people. I guess there so is it creeps at the council. I guess there is. I guess factually, as a clumsy person, um, oh, yeah. you have more of a lens on this. There is a bit of a buy-in in terms of getting in and out of them. So yeah, some people struggle to get in and out. But of But that's them just without. a skill thing because all our hips are so tight and our, <laughs> exactly. our proprioception and legs are so ruined because we're sitting all the time. If we, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty clear that um, rather than disallowing the homeless to sit on park benches, mm. if instead you should be disallowing them from the hammocks, or if you made them be in ha- hammocks, huh? then they would build coordination. They yep. build self-worth, yeah. you know, yeah. entrepreneurial culture again, teaching yep. us the lessons. Like, CEO of Woolworths within six months. Exactly. But yeah, the- uh, That's what real value is. That's what real value is, is working, uh, yeah, the meritocracy uh, trap. Mm. Do we have other other discussion points, thoughts, um, digressions about um, the comic book character Wolverine to do before we? I don't know anything. I I don't. You know, I don't know anything about comic books. He did. He did smoke for most of his publication history, but then the editor in chief, uh, who took over Marvel Comics in the two thousands, Joe Casada, for. Uh, did a blanket ban on smoking across all the comics because uh-huh. his dad died of lung cancer. That's a bit callous, though. It's kind of... I've been touched by this. Now no it's, one it's can very, have it. It's very... What about all the other irresponsible behavior that occurs in comics? It's pretty funny because, like, because like so many characters in um, the comics are trying to kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're <laughs> attempting murder all the time. Um, this, But I was, think, I was talking uh, with Anna about this earlier, the idea of um, how all of the things that have sensitivity for certain populations as like uh, things to ingest in media, uh, you know, things that are taboo, like um, certain scenes of types of harassment or assault or, um, uh, you know, other heavier content. And one thing there is no real taboo on in media is murder. Flat out murder, yeah. Because no one's been murdered. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. <laughs> like no That's one great. watching anything has been murdered. So yeah. it's just it, on an, it in and of itself is not going to be uh, a triggering thing. You know, I mentioned this in my most recent video, those videos I make about how the, the cohort of people who die from yeah. something that's really threatening, they're not, they're not around to represent <laughs> that the threat <laughs> exactly. is real. Exactly. Good video, by the way. Oh, thanks, Nick. Um, should, we, should we rank? Yeah, let's rank. So maybe just I'll start around the bottom, have a look around the bottom and see what the hard ceiling is, what it's definitely not as bad. Yeah, as. it's not, like it's not... It's not um, it, like it is bad. It's definitely an, a bad idea. It's bad. Like it's. It, it, I was going to say it's not malicious, but it, it is really. Yeah, it's def- because it's replacing the space in which we could be lounging. Exactly. Or comfortably standing. Yeah. Oh. Think about that. Some sort of standing where you can take your feet up, like lounge with your feet up. Yeah. Because that's the whole point. You just want to take your weight off. Here's my thing. When I I've done a lot of bus travel in my life, so that's that's been a the hard vector. That's hellish. Sitting. That's yeah, me too. Bad and flying. I mean, when um. I always throw out my back after the long drives. Like the neck, I bet with back, your, yeah, your, I, I do really. Uh, I you know yeah. I um I've done a lot of driving. It's been really tedious. With um my I did a overnight bus in Vietnam where it was where you, it was these sardine packed in style, style seats that were 
in tiers, but you could, they were lying down. Like basically mm -hmm. they were these little, like basically like the footwell would go under the head yeah, of the yeah. person in front of you yeah. and in that type of stuff. And I was like, this is vastly superior. Yeah. Even, even though it was, I'm sure a lot of people would find it claustrophobic. I'm like, I'll, I'll trade uh, any trade off to be lying down rather than sitting. Mm. It was good. That's um, what's always the best thing in the world. If you're on a plane and the seat next to you is empty. Cause suddenly you're not exactly you're not enslaved to, yeah. Sitting in just the one way. That's right. But yeah, I mean, obviously the the Canberra Sydney bus. Um, now you can just they just post in the pandemic. Uh, they just started. Um, you could just buy the seat next to you as well. Yeah, for a little bit extra, and they've still got that service in place. So it's clear, the value proposition is clear. It's accepted in society. Mm. Cool. So for me, the hard ceiling. Um, it's definitely not as good as nudity. I would say. Like nudity was one where we looked at it. No. As, yeah, like nudity is a bit, a bit thorny. Like again, so yeah, for those no, who those it. who haven't listened to the nudity one, we're not that what that's because we're ranking ideas. It's the reason nudity is kind of lowish, as in it's twenty forty. It's, it's really low. Seventy. It's seventy two. Is is not because we're ranking being nude low. What we ranked low was the idea of it ha of a conceptual handle for nudity having a demarcation where you're either nude or not nude having to make not, it is not, not we don't love it having to make it a thing yeah. um and it's, there's one that spice up your zoom meetings exactly for one for one thing it means people are less nude uh when we would like them to be more nude mm. but um yeah listen to that deathlessly brilliant episode for more on that so but even though yeah it's a bit provo it's still better than sitting um i reckon yeah, let me, I'll just go. I'll just start going down from there, Chris. Yep. And you tell me to think. So, under nudity, we have actualization, perfection, journalism at seventy-five, fashion, treasure, inheritance, burnout, marriage, cruelty, philosophy, bad, celebrity, genius, health, comfort, luck, borders, fandom, loyalty, aristocracy. Redemption, revolution, tradition. I reckon above revolution. What do you think? That's, that feels pretty. I just started to feel like yeah. I was like, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Oh, it's better than that. Yeah. That that's what. It did it's def me. Yeah, you're right. It's definitely better than definitely better than revolution. Yeah, obviously aristocracy. It was an interesting. So it goes redemption and aristocracy. Aristocracy is a funny one. When we talked about that, obviously it was one of those ones where it was like massively like really nothing to recommend it mm. um and the reason it didn't end up lower than a lot of other ones was literally just because of its it despite its um egregious historical harms there was a sense there's obviously a sense of it not being as strong a thought contagion to have to keep out of things compared to other yeah. things that are lower than it and also like you know it is important to have people like in the places where they you know like we we care or, I mean, I could speak for myself. I, I think it's important to have people in places that are not just arbitrarily determined, but there's some there's some other measurement. But how important is it versus everything else? It's not the most important thing. It's, you know, like, it's not as important as, you know, having a baseline of well-being for everybody, for example, or like, you know, being able to, I don't know, enact your selfhood. So. Well, so you don't need, like, aristocracy. You don't just need to, like, smashing aristocracy isn't the only way to isn't enough to then elevate yeah. the ways that you yeah. would want people to be yeah. assigned to different places. Yeah. Like it's a, that's why all the top ideas are near the top of our list. Or indeed. Indeed. And then, um, again, loyalty and fandom and borders, like these aren't, it's yeah, it's definitely not as good as luck. Yeah. I do. 
I do really, I do really hate Borders and fandom. <laughs> Those are the specific. Borders, Borders is the one where I am more and more relaxed that people's re- relaxation around it as an idea is will like it will break down more. Uh, over it's, it's effective. It will break down it, what it what it is what it is and looks like today. Like as in, I think I think people's sense of it as a pragmatic thing they're going to hold to will last. But I think the idea, like they're just the mo- the comfort with it as being morally chill. Mm. Will will break down more over time. People, yeah, this. and and the worst version of borders is pretty protected by other things on the list. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, the so yeah, I think I would probably my vibe is under luck and over borders. Okay, it's pretty bad. How does that feel? How does that feel comfortable with you? Because fandom is like, <sighs> yeah, it's grubby. It's but grubby. It doesn't hurt my hips. <laughs> You're right. I mean, this is an interesting question. Is like, there's just the sitting. Is is the is any you know? Uh, but I don't have pro- to do it. it. It's not because of the act of sitting itself that it is pro- so proliferate. This is my yet. question because I think so I think it's it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's an interesting. I do think there's an interesting argument that the thing that is just physically harming the most people is worse than most things. But again, I think yeah, it's back to that question of like which which similar to aristocracy, like which things are more important to be. Um, Look, if you had ideas. mandatory sitting, I'd put it at the bottom, but we don't have yeah. mandatory sitting. That's it. Got sitting. That's it. And that's why I think, yeah, considering Borders is literally, Borders is a system that really allows um, people to have an in, to feel an intuitive correctness and comfortness around things that are not correct and people should not be comfortable around, mm. which is the uneven distribution yeah. Yeah. of uh, life, of birth outcome, yeah. <laughs> life outcome, yeah. positional outcome. Yeah. So that, that, that's good. That's, that's a good conceptual difference in mm. um, where it is. And luck is just, uh, luck above it is again, not, so, <laughs> not so great, but really just a kind of under evidenced and again, like, yeah, like a bad thought. Uh, it's a bad thought to have, but it's just not, yeah, that, that feels comfortable. I feel luck is the thing where I'm like, oh yeah, something that literally hurts Chris's hips feels worse than the worst outliers <laughs> of, of of the thought contagion of Thank luck. you for caring for my hips. Anytime. Only all of our listeners could be as considerate. It's nice to be able to quantify how much I care about it um, to a list position, yeah. which in this case is the new, hold on, 88. Whoa. On um, out of 115 ideas. Uh, pretty well, bad. Well, yeah, you, look, you, I mean, you swung me basically immediately. I was like, sitting, yeah, sitting's good. And then just had to scratch the surface. And I hope that uh, for our listeners, it's been a similar journey and that you're not comfortably seated raging at us but if you are please do get in touch on yeah our social media we got to you know all the good ones we do like yeah it is interesting to think about because you know we don't get a lot of um critical engagement or pushback on our ideas which i mean possibly it's because you agree with everything we say but it is interesting probably almost certainly but it is interesting for any of you who don't or who enjoy i don't know maybe you just enjoy disagreeing in um, silence without engaging. That would make you outlier in the population, but um, <laughs> it might be the Maybe. case. Maybe. It's, it's the evidence is hard to read. Yeah, the evidence is hard to read. But it does mean that the thing – I was thinking about because when we first started doing the podcast, we had no idea how many how people would engage or not. We didn't know if anyone would listen to it. Obviously, we do have a bunch of people who listen to the podcast, and we appreciate it, but we also have this relatively silent listenership. And the most that people do do to interact is just to suggest ideas, which is super valuable to us. Please yeah. keep doing that. But it. Is, but it is interesting that, you know, the way that people have uh, chosen to interact with us or not um, compared to the way other podcast um, audiences work means that um, we really are just we uh, left further and further in the position of just uh, trusting the unerringness of our own judgment. It's great because we're like really anchored and 
solid and like ground. You know, we're holding each other by the wrist, cross-armed, but we're hurtling out into space. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, hopefully other, it's in a good direction. Who, who, I mean, the other thing, I mean, maybe all that's happening is we, you know, because the premise of the podcast is that any two people who decide to rank all ideas, you know, from best to worst, are as qualified to do it as anybody else. Yeah. Um, so maybe that message just really landed and you're all just off doing your own version of it. Also, did someone tell Charles Darwin not to do a theory of evolution? Uh, <laughs> did, did someone? Yeah, that, that beagle, right? <laughs> that talking beagle that was key to his story. There was story. a ship? Yeah. Was, well, I'm glad we destroyed that <laughs> offensive was creature voiced, in God's eyes. Voiced by Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, do it. Do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the beagle. Ah, uh, good. Mm-hmm. Now we'll get some feedback. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, uh, I really think that was one of our best episodes ever. No exaggeration. It always is. Mm, no exa- exaggeration. That's why it's so easy to say. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, that's true. Huge, huge appreci. Huge appreci to everyone. Yeah. To our appreci fam. Yeah. To the appreci massive. Yeah. Get on to uh, Chris Andrews' um, dance music as he continues to release huh. it. I haven't really released any. That's, that's, I mean, by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, true. Maybe I'll have won it. Dare to dream. Exactly. An aria. Dare to dream, <laughs> since we're talking about yeah. um, dance music. But, um, oh, it's an aria. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, otherwise, it's Chris's YouTube channel as well. Oh, I know you don't need to mention these things, Nick. We don't need to. I enjoy them. I'm just talking about things I enjoy. Oh. I was, I'm just talking about random things I enjoy. Uh, the next, yeah, there's the two Adams Family movies from the early 90s. Oh, so good. So good. Is it Justice? Deny. <laughs> is that the best scene in cinema? It's Probably. the best scene in cinema. That's how I talk about it mm. when I bring it, when I make my housemates watch it for the 80th time. Oh, lucky housemates. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, immediately switch off this podcast. I mean, there's not much left of it. Anyway. Right now. Yeah. Right now, we'll forgive you. Right now, though. Yeah. Right now, though. And then get in touch and thank us. <laughs> thank you. It's so good. People don't believe it's good in the abstract. You do have to force them to watch it. You have to. You have to strap them down. You know, and what, I'm an adult. I'm not watching. And I'm so, okay, uh, just sit down. And shut like, up. They were like, you know, people were adults in the '90s as well, and they saw. Yeah, they and they made it. Yeah. They wow, made what a it. superior culture. God. Bye. Bye.